What was the first game you bought with your own money? Ooh. Oh. I, I can't think of mine. I'm trying to think of what it might have been. Because I was a big game renter when I was a kid. I would go to Blockbuster and rent and rent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Blockbuster. I was there every week. Yeah. And so, I rented a new game like every week. Yeah. And most of that was my mom's money, to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> but there was occasions where I might use my money. Um, right. The first game I ever bought for myself, though. Mm, what's The only thing popping in my head is Final Fantasy VII, but I don't even know if that's true. Um, the first one I can remember is probably Halo. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the first one I can actually remember. That is your most historic game. Like it's <laughs> it's the game you 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 recognize with the most in life. <laughs> I think I've got our levels a little too high. Testing one two. Turn myself down. Do I need to be turned down? No. Nope. Good. Bad. No. I'm doing that to see how the levels. Yep, looks good. Looks good. <laughs> okay. Um, Live testing. <laughs> yeah, so uh I think I think mine I think it might have been Final Fantasy 7. One one distinct thing I remember, I remember being a kid and uh it was probably like my 13th birthday or something and I don't know, my dad was just like feeling like some kind of way about me turning 13. Like he was just like really emotional about it. And I remember he my my so my parents separated and I would spend like a week with my mom and then a week with my dad and right. at mom's house, TV is always on playing video games. Doesn't care if I go outside. <laughs> she just doesn't want me to bother her. Right. And, <laughs> but dad's house was like no video games, go outside and play baseball or something, you know? And, uh, <laughs> they never bought me a game console or video games or anything. And oh, wow. there was this one birthday where, my dad like took me out and he was just like, get whatever you want. No, you know, just whatever, no price limit, whatever you want to get. And I remember, and I remember being like, like, I didn't want to abuse it. So like, I would be like, can I get this? And he'd be like, yeah, sure. We'll get it. And he bought it. And then like, you know, like we go to like GameStop or something. And I'm like, well, the, the, can I still get a, can I get a game? You know? And he's like, he's like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> and I didn't even know what to get. And I got legends of dragoon. <laughs> that was the game I remember we bought, and it was like sixty dollars, and the thing came with like six discs or something crazy. Holy crap! Wow, <laughs> Is, was that for PC? Uh, no, it was for PlayStation, or it was probably for PlayStation. Yeah, if it was okay. multiple discs, it was, it was most likely for PlayStation. Yeah, and okay. uh, I remember my stepmom was like, "You bought him a game?" Because again, it was like you know they didn't have you weren't allowed to play games in their house. Right, you bought him a video game, and um, my dad was like. He's growing up. Like, I don't know if I'll be able to buy him something. <laughs> and I'm sure he bought me plenty of stuff after that. So <laughs> it wasn't the last thing he ever bought me. But yeah, that's one that distinctly remembered. But I don't know if I remember exactly what I spent my money on. Um, I don't know. I know I went through a phase buying the used games at GameStop. It might have been one of those, maybe. Yeah, I, I bought a lot of those. Yeah, the used games at GameStop, but that def, that they were definitely not my first game. Yeah, that was like uh, that was probably a little bit later. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but the question that originally popped in my head, and then I just kind of converted it to a, a gaming question, was 
the first uh, CD you ever you ever owned? Oh, like like a music CD. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I'm a little bit older than you, but I do feel like we're still close enough in age that you you did the whole CD thing. I had cassettes, <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. wow. Maybe we're more similar than I thought. I might be just getting a different impression of you. Well, my parents never really like upgraded things. So like I got yeah. a cassette player and that's what I had. So I had to buy cassettes or I made my own cassettes. So yeah. that's that was that. But CD, probably I was into country music. Well, I still I still like country music. I, I'm, I'm just a hillbilly, but whatever. Um, I'd probably have to say uh, one of Tim McGraw's CDs. Probably. Oh man. Probably. <laughs> a very, very like basic. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, yeah. nothing crazy. <laughs> Let me wild. guess. Yours was like yours was like yeah. some like headbanger. Yeah, like seven seconds. Metallica. No, no, no. My Metallica. first my first CD was um my first CD was uh um the Space Jam soundtrack. Cause <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's some there's some bangers on that soundtrack, man. all right well welcome to crowbar kernel panic the podcast at the intersection of linux and gaming this is episode 13 13 um (laughs) and this episode we are live streaming over at crowbar kernel panic on youtube um but you can also find the episode uh after the fact uh posted up there for on demand you can send us an email at crowbar kernel panic at pm.me and of course you can join us on discord at the uh the mintcast discord there'll be a link to it in in the show notes um this week we're going to be talking about top five well it's really it's not really a top list um this is just a list of five games that we chose so 10 total um that are linux native games no proton required oddly enough i think all mine are in steam because the easiest way for me to kind of come up with this was to kind of backtrack my steps on steam and see what i had purchased um so right that's exactly what i did i did the same exact thing yeah so we're still kind of steam connected even though it's not proton but um, in any case, we'll go over those. Um, but before we do, I uh, I've had I had two crazy things happen to me this week, and maybe they're connected. Maybe it's the drugs from one led into the other. But I actually had to have a tooth. I had to have a tooth pulled oh, this yeah. week, and <laughs> I don't know. I can imagine, dude. It felt terrible. I didn't feel a thing, but just I'm just like really queasy about right. like, dude. It was just like. Oh, You're a dentist person. You're not a dentist. Person yeah, like the like the dentist grabbed onto this thing and uh, and uh, you were like, awake for this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was awake. I was just, all numbed up. I couldn't feel anything. It up. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah. just the, just knowing that like he's pulling so hard that like my whole head is like going with it. Like just th- that idea. Like I I felt I like I felt nauseous. Like it was like. Oh man, it was like the worst feeling. I, I, it was just like the experience, not even the feeling. Right, <laughs> just the experience no, made it, you like, dude. It, wow, exactly. Oh my god, it was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> but but 
I don't know if it's the I don't know if it's the 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 drugs from that or what, but like I have been playing nonstop MMOs. I've played like every MMO <laughs> that I know about. <laughs> the drugs made me do it, man. The drugs made me do it. Yeah, um, I've been playing like every MMO that is like known to man. Um, for one thing, Albion has a really good mount this month. So they do this thing every month where uh, it is, if you have a, uh, I forget what they call their premium or whatever, it might just be called premium. But if you, if you have whatever their premium account is, then every month they do a thing where if you log in and you do enough activities, you get points for it. And then after you get 600,000 points, you can get whatever the special item is for that month. And this month is just really cool. Like, like white, Eagle mount. Uh, yeah, I've been logging in getting that. I'm at 350,000 of 600,000 points and you can basically get 50,000 a day. So I should oh, be wow. able to, okay. to wrap it up. That's before. not bad. Yeah. yeah. But if I don't get it before the end of the month, then you, you lose Done. a chance. Yeah, that's it. Dude, I, I remember that on RuneScape, they had like like holiday stuff yeah. where like you got like Santa hat or like <laughs> something like that if you did this mm-hmm. holiday quest thing. Yeah. That sounds exactly kind of like that. Yeah, I imagine it is. I mean, I wonder I, I wonder what I, so it's it's kind of like you're getting a benefit for for having premium, but it's not like they're just handing you the mount for having premium. Like there's still like some oh, like okay. you know. There's a level of 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 uh grinding you have to do, I yeah. guess. Um now, that being said, I'm basically just logging in every day, doing my like farm area that I always talk about and then uh doing uh what's up Dale? So we got Dale in the in the chat. Um, I'm basically logging in, doing like my farm area. And then, uh, I go and I do like one dungeon and then I've got, I've got my 50,000 points. And so it's not like a huge grind. Um, but it is like encouraging me to log in because I've always liked Albion, but I also feel like because I'm not a big PVP -er, like I get to a point where I'm just like, I don't know what, I don't. I don't know what. Yeah, to that's do. my thing. That's why I can't get into Albion because I am not a PvP. I don't like yeah. PvP at all. I'm just like, like I guess maybe if I was with friends, like a bunch of friends, and they were all we were all together, I would I would do it. But if it's just me, I just don't. I don't. I can't get into it. <laughs> no, I I've I have, like I said, I've played every MMO out there, and I've never been into PvP. I've just it's just never been my thing. I've never. I've never enjoyed the game in that way. I don't want to kill other players. I want to kill giant dragons. You know. Um, right exactly it's never just it's just never you know it's never appealed to me and albion has a huge community for that they do have it's mostly well i mean you know that's it the game is designed to cultivate that community or otherwise they wouldn't have that community like whether they intended it or not but it just there are pve things to do in albion but it's just like it's mostly a pvp like sandbox MMO. um but it was like fifty fifty. I definitely play it. Yeah, really. You know what's you know what's funny is it's made me more interested in things like uh, New World that's coming out by Amazon. Um, okay, it's a similar thing. Where wait, wait, is that the one that was killing graphics cards? Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, they. I'm a little afraid to play that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Surely that's fixed now. Surely that's fixed. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? They probably fixed it for Windows, and you you run it on Proton. It's gonna wipe your your graphics card. Oh man, that's oh, a little dude, bit risky. That'd be so bad. <laughs> you better check Proton DB before you run that. Why one. did I ever install Linux? Yeah, don't be the first guy commenting on that on Proton DB for sure. Um, 
but because of playing Albion and kind of like learning, like kind of learning like how to interact in a world like that, that's like all, all PVP and knowing that like, okay, there's certain zones that are, that you can go into certain zones. You can't, you just have, you know, if you can lose your gear, whenever you die, then, you know, gear is not the most important thing or make sure that you only wear gear that you can recreate or whatever. It's kind of, it's kind of, even though I'm not interested in that aspect of it, it's kind of made me more willing to try things out like new world when it comes out, because I feel like new world is, is, is similar to, to that where it's heavily PVP influenced. Um, but it does have PVE. I just don't know. Albion is so cheap versus like you, Albion's free to play now actually, but even whenever I purchased it, it wasn't nearly as expensive as new world's going to be. And I don't think, I don't see myself buying a game to only play 50% of it, you know? Um, I've also been playing, there's a, did you ever hear about bless online? Nope, I have not. So there was a game called bless online that came out and it was so terrible. (laughs) (laughs) It was so terrible that it, uh, that basically they gave everybody like refunds and, uh, then they took it off of steam. Well, it's back, it's back, baby. Um, back. But now it's blessed unleashed and it like came out on console first and then um it was released uh for PC. So it's basically a port of the console version of the game for PC. Mm. Um and uh the game was expected to be terrible just because of the, the history of, of what happened with the original Bless. And uh it's got like mixed reviews, and so there's a lot of people now kind of saying, like, well, hey, there's people out there that like it so maybe it's not as awful as we thought um so i thought i would try it out it's it's free to play so i, I didn't have to buy it or anything so i thought i would i would try to install it and see how it ran um basically where i'm at is i can install the game i can log into the game everything looks beautiful but it doesn't seem to like register my character with the server it tells me that my login authentication failed and hmm. it'll just it just will log me back out to the to the login screen. That's a pain. Yeah. And I don't know if that's oh. a Linux thing or if it's just, it could just be an issue that they're having or that they were having whenever I tried it last night. I don't know, but is this a proton game or is this, it's running on proton. Linux. It is running on proton. Yeah. That, that could be definitely. Yeah. So I'm wondering if this, the anti cheat thing, like we were talking about last that, week. Yeah. That definitely could be it because yeah, valve is notorious for having issues with the anti cheat stuff. Yeah. So, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's got something to do with that or what, but yeah, it won't even I can't even get logged in and play the game. Um, the other two MMOs that I've been playing, uh, Final Fantasy and Lord of the Rings Online. Why I got I got to play that one. Why the <laughs> heck am I playing Lord of the Rings Online? I mean. <laughs> I just, I just want to, I just want to play it because I, I, I hear you talking about it. I just, I just, it's just, I need to experience it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just, uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 everybody's been talking about WoW Classic lately, and so I just kind of got the hankering to like play like a really old, kind of grindy MMO, and. I really didn't want to. I really didn't want to start my WoW subscription back up. I don't. I don't want to. You know. I don't want to do the whole WoW Classic thing. So then I started thinking about. Well, what about like those like WoW like classic alternative servers? There's some kind of interesting ones of those that I thought about maybe trying right. out. Um, but you know, it's just so like you've got to jump through the hurdles of getting it to run. 
you know, even on Windows to run like an alternative server. And then you're trying to do that also on top of Linux and trying to use like Lutris or something. Right. It just doesn't seem like it, it, it doesn't seem like it's worth it. And plus I just, you know, I'm already, WoW's dead to me. I'm burnt out on WoW. I've done that thing. And so I thought, well, what if I try Lord of the Rings online? You know, it's still, it's somehow it's still going strong. They still have a fan base. Like there's still people that play and love that game. It's not, it's not a huge fan base. It's a small community, but, but the people that play it and love it, like are like really into it. And so I was just thinking if I'm trying to play like some old crafty graphics MMO, why not try Lord of the Rings online for the first time? So, so I did, I installed it. Um, they have progression servers. They have like a, uh, a server that is like, say you want to level faster. They've got a server for that. Say you want to level slower, hmm. have a little bit harder of an experience. They got a server for that. Um, but you have now, to can be, you spin up your own server or is this their servers? It's just their server. It's just their server. Okay. Um, they, uh, they have, uh, they have like uh but you gotta have a premium you gotta have what whatever their premium account is to do the progression servers. So oh, I just okay, I got you. So I just joined a normal server. I just joined a normal server and I'm just playing the game like, you know, vanilla as it was. Um and uh you know, it's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I'm sure that it was great at you know, whenever it came out. Um it feels very similar to playing um classic wow. It's that sort of thing where it's just like Yeah, kinda, it definitely looks like it. <laughs> yeah. I think it has slightly better graphics than classic wow and similar to the way World of Warcraft is um even in uh mainstream World of Warcraft, it's like the graphics get better as you get into the newer expansions, which I'm still in the early expansion. I, I haven't played any of the new stuff, but okay. from the videos I've seen online it does get better. But like, you know, your character model never changes. The animation of your character never changes. And that stuff looks really dated. Um, so, yeah, it's not very good looking. It it runs perfect on, on hey. Linux. <laughs> the way no, it looks, it should run perfect. <laughs> right. There's no, there's no should, compatibility issues, basically. It should run on a Raspberry basically. Pi. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it, it is really complicated and like you know, has like a complex, uh, grindy system to it, which was the same, you know, thing that people, you know, are nostalgic about, about classic WoW. And so it kind of does kind of like, it kind of does scratch that itch in a way. But just like whenever I tried out classic WoW, it is like you log in and you say, oh, this is really neat. And you do it for a little while. And then, then at a certain point you turn a quest and you go to pick up the next quest and you're just like, I can't do this one minute longer. And you log out. I mean, that's exactly the way that's exactly yeah. the way the experience I know, is. I know exactly <laughs> what you feel like when it comes to that. Yeah. It's just like, I, I just, why am I doing this? Just why? Just right. <laughs> um, the last thing I want to point out about, uh, about both Lord of the Rings online and final fantasy 14 is that in the past, I've talked about how, installing final fantasy 14 is difficult because you have to go and change a bunch of things. Um, glorious egg roll proton. If you use the glorious egg roll proton, you don't have to do that. And there was also some issues with the Lord of the Rings install that were completely taken care of with the glorious egg roll proton. So, okay. That's okay. That's good to know for, uh, for me, if I'm going to try the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something to keep in mind for sure. I think, uh, from now on, I'll probably be running his proton. It's funny cause I know that he's a gamer. And so like, I feel like the games that he, you can almost tell what games he plays yeah, by what's right, been right. improved in his proton version, you know, <laughs> it's like, okay, so he played, he's playing final fantasy 14 right now. I can tell that because there's updates to that. <laughs> 
<laughs> what have you been doing, man? Well, I um, actually have been trying out the uh, Steam uh, in-home streaming. Okay. Okay. And uh, that's it's a mixed bag as far as I'm concerned. Um, I ran it on my Windows PC. I just loaded up Windows and I had that going and I put um, well, first I tried like Ubuntu and Linux Mint and all this stuff with the flat pack of the Steam uh, what is it? Steam Link app or whatever it is. Right. Um, They've changed and, the name a few times now but yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. But so I, I tried the flat pack on let's see. Uh, yeah. Ubuntu, Mint, Fedora. I think that's it. And it was just it was just didn't didn't want to work. Like you could play the game but it wasn't worth playing basically. Yeah. <laughs> it was so it's so choppy and and the grainy looking and I was just like I was about ready to throw in the towel. And then I remembered hearing about Chimera OS. Mm. And that's basically a respin of um Steam OS. Um and so I threw that on my HP stream, which is what I've been using. It's, you know, low end, you know, perfect for what this is doing. You know, yeah. what you what you need this to do, just stream, you know, you don't have to have any horsepower. Threw that on there, works perfectly. Everything works, the sound comes through, it's smooth, it looks like I'm pretty much playing the game on my computer. I couldn't believe it. That's crazy. Yeah, I was like, I, I'm I'm thoroughly thoroughly impressed. I'm I'm so impressed that I bought a controller. The first controller that I bought for myself in whew, ten years. <laughs> I uh, I, I so I tried this recently, and I I was I was having a lot of trouble with it, and I assumed it was something with my router. I didn't think about trying uh, the Chimera OS thing. Maybe I need yeah. to give that a shot. Give that a shot. Trust me. Um, now there is a limit to the specs of the device you install it on. So I tried installing it on, um, I have a little box that it's got two gigs of Ram. It's got a quad core, um, um, Intel, uh, what's the low end Intel? Um, really low end. Um, Adam, Adam. Oh, I don't know. Adam, like it's really low end. Like it's, yeah, it's like raspberry Pi (laughs) style. Um, and, it worked, but it was very choppy. So then I put it on my HP stream, which has dual core, um, Pentium and a, uh, four gigs of Ram. And then that works like pretty much bare minimum of what you want. <laughs> like the, the UI is, is very slow and everything. And it's kind of, you know, you notice it, you definitely notice it, but when you stream games it works yeah. fine, you wouldn't wow. even, you wouldn't even have a problem. That's so, pretty crazy. Yeah, I, 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 I was. I need to give that a give shot. Give it a shot. Yeah. Yep. I need to try it out. I was trying to like set up something so that I could play games with my son on the TV with controllers, um, because oh, this will definitely work. Yeah, this, I need. I, to, I guarantee it. I need to give it a shot because we did the whole uh, retro pie thing, um, but he just, I guess he's still too young to even really know like he didn't really understand what was going on you know (laughs) right yeah okay yeah (laughs) but um i need to try it again but but yeah i never could get the steam link thing to work because um 
I, I assumed it was my router because at our old house, it worked, it worked perfect. And the only thing different between there and here is we, I have a different router now. It's even the same internet. Um, well, I mean, yeah, just, I would just give it a shot just to see. I mean, it could be a router and now that you mentioned that, that, that definitely could be something, uh, maybe in the QoS settings or, or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely give this one a shot. It's, uh, it works great. Um, the only problem I had at all was the HDMI sound does not work. And I think that has to do with, I don't, to be honest, I don't know if it has to do with the hardware or not because it didn't work on either of the, um, mm. devices I used. Uh, so I just connected to Bluetooth to my, uh, my sound bar and, and that worked perfectly. Now, so. without trying, uh, Chimera o- OS, I was able to get sound through HDMI. You know, I was just running it from my laptop. Okay. HDMI to yeah. TV. Um, well, now that I think back on it, maybe I, w- I, don't, I don't know that I can confirm that. I might be misremembering that. Yeah. So what I, are you playing on your TV? Well, um, let's see here. What did I play? <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I tried was, um, uh, what do I call it? Uh, Metro Exodus. Yeah. Um, and that, that played fine. Nothing. That's nothing... a good game for a controller, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it is so hard to get used to the controller again. I haven't used the <laughs> controller seriously in like yeah. oh man, a long time. Like it's okay for for like um uh hack and slash stuff because you just kind of run up and mash the A button. But right. for shooters, oh man, it is so hard. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't not done used it. to it. I haven't done it in so long. I haven't done it in forever. <laughs> but but it works so good that I I want to get back into it. That's that's like my whole thing. Like I'm like this is going to be awesome. Um, I played that. Uh, let me actually look here. I played um, Resident Evil. I played that. Um, that worked perfectly. The uh, the the remake. The remake. The okay. remake. The the original Resident Evil remake. Man, even um, that worked perfectly. Yeah, but it was on Windows. Oh, running through. You were running running through, through the yeah. streaming. Right. So that was the catch with that. Um, man, what else did I play? Oh, I played a couple of things, but anyway, um, yeah, it, it worked good. Oh, uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight Two Jedi Outcast. Yes, it's a mouthful, oh, yeah. but it's one of my favorite that. old school games. That did not work at all with the controller. That doesn't have controller support, even though it says partial controller support. It it didn't work at all. Yeah. Um, by I partial, might be able to fix they, it. <laughs> by partial, they mean none. Yeah, my I mean, partial. I you mean. can you can pause using a controller. <laughs> yeah, that's that's literally all you could do. You could pause and you could get out of the game. That's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. So, yep. So, yeah, definitely. That was great. I uh, I'm enjoying that. Um, yeah, like I said, I was. I've also been playing Metro Exodus. That's um, yeah. A spoiler alert here. It's still really good. Like it's not letting me down <laughs> which is good like yeah by now in a game i i should have stopped playing like wanting to play i should say spoiler I alert, so. spoiler alert <laughs> i have not played it since we last spoke about it <laughs> <laughs> that's not a spoiler i knew it it hasn't been on albion, my you albion addict <laughs> yeah i've been playing i've been playing too much lord of the rings online yeah lord of the rings online <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't. I don't have a. I don't have time for a game made in the last ten years. Were you crazy? 
I'm out here playing the classics. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah, so that game. Um as far as gaming goes, that's all I really really have done. Um yeah, I installed Pop OS. That's oh yeah, the yeah. I just most saw that recent thing I did. I just saw that in the show notes <laughs> and uh I did too. Uh, well you can tell by my desktop background probably. Um, because this is <laughs> yeah. one of the default backgrounds. You know, that's one of the things I've always felt with Pop OS is like it's one of the only distros that I would actually use the default background. Pop OS and uh, Ubuntu Studio. I haven't used Ubuntu Studio in yeah. years, but the la- but I know that in the past when I used to use it, I really liked their photos. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but but Pop OS has great desktop wallpapers. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. I'm actually using a default too. I'm using the World one, which is really cool. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I installed it as well. Uh, it's kind of funny that we both we didn't coordinate a a distro review like we were. Yeah, really the last doing... time we we said we were going to install Fedora, <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh wait, the guy wanted the guy wanted us to the one yeah. guy wanted us to try Pop OS." So I'm like, oh, "I'll give it a shot." <laughs> I think it, I think it's worth us use, but let's use it for a while and then do a review on it. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely not like the one week or two week thing we've been doing. Yeah, the. Uh, the thing about so I had already been using it on my laptop for a long time, but my laptop just plays Netflix. I don't really use it for anything, <laughs> <laughs> like nothing at all, hardly. Instead of the stream Steam machine, it's the stream machine. <laughs> but but I kind of I kind of do have a story about why I switched. Um, even before you and I discussed it, was um, I told you I was going to switch back to Fedora after we recorded our last episode, and. And I, and I did, and I do love Fedora. Like, I think my review still stands. Everything I said was true. Like I, I love the look of it. I love, uh, GNOME 40. I I love everything about it except for Pipewire. I'm just not ready to Mm. use Pipewire. I, I do too much stuff with audio and the programs that I use for whatever reason are not like I try to use the DaVinci Resolve. More documentation. Yeah, I just don't. I think it's just too early. Like DaVinci yeah. Resolve, like wouldn't recognize my Pipewire feed. I couldn't get any audio to work. Right. I mean, Caden Live worked great, and so it's it's not unusable. Right. It just for whatever reason was like hitting with my workflow. You know, my USB yep. uh, audio interface, um, the Zoom H6 recorder that I use. It was just hit or miss. Sometimes I would turn it on and it would get recognized and everything would work fine. Sometimes I would turn it on and it just it just wouldn't work or I would be talking like really deep and slow because <laughs> it was on the wrong bit rate. Um, and so yeah, I think I think they're doing great things and I still I still think it's a good distro, but I don't I don't think um, it doesn't work for my for my purpose because I do a lot of audio. I can't be experimenting with with some experimental <laughs> audio service. <laughs> Um, so let me, let me give you the, uh, the installment approach to that. Um, yeah, just use audacity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop using that proprietary crap. <laughs> so I, <laughs> meanwhile, we're on discord. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, and audacity is kind of questionable now too. Um, oh yeah, it's true. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah. So I, I, um, I just, uh, I just wanted to install something that was like really, you know, I don't want to say generic, but just like it wasn't, it's not on the, it's not on like the bleeding edge of anything. I don't right. want a rolling distro. I don't want to go back to another arch distro. I just wanted something that I just felt like I could just install it and and run with it. And what happened was I was helping a friend of mine who, who was given a really cool opportunity to, I don't want to talk about it. 
I'll, I will talk about it, but I don't want to talk about it until everything's cut like all the way through because I don't right. want to mess it up for him. But he was given yeah. the opportunity to start editing a really popular podcast that he's been a fan of for a long time. And while he was kind of comfortable doing it on his own, he really just kind of wanted somebody like because I've it's the co-host of my other podcast and I've always edited all those episodes. So he kind of wanted to see how I did it. And so he came over and I said, oh, yeah, you know, I'll help you do the first couple ones. And we uh, we we tried to do it together on Fedora and Audacity kept crashing every time I would try to play it back. I couldn't hear anything. And <laughs> it, it was just like, you know, instead of trying to I could I could probably mess with this and get it to work. Let's just go get my laptop and use my laptop. And so we we're using some old, no longer supported version of Pop OS <laughs> and and we edited all the files on there, like literally sitting on my desk with my keyboard pushed back as Fedora's up on the screen behind it. Like freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> giving errors. Yeah, giving constant errors every time you try to use an audio device. Um so so yeah, I don't know. I, I love the fact that they switched to GNOME forty, but I don't know, maybe pipe maybe Pipewire is still too soon. But then again, it's kinda yeah. like Ubuntu and Unity. Like, will it ever get there if somebody doesn't, you know, kind of make right. that leap, you know? Yep. So I, I agree with you there. Yeah, it's not for everyone, I can tell you that. I mean it, it worked okay for me, but I don't do any special, you know, anything. <laughs> I yeah. just I just load up my stuff and that's it. I think a lot of my trouble is because I'm using this audio interface. I think if I wasn't using this audio I mean, because I even use it when I'm editing because my, my headphones run to the audio interface. And right. so, and I think if I wasn't using that it would be a lot different. But for whatever reason, this thing just does not like just, just doesn't like pipewire. Um Yep. But this episode is not a double header distro v- review. It is five, maybe ten, depending on how you look at it. Ten <laughs> Linux native games. <sighs> I thought we should go back and forth, right? And so I'll do one, you do one, back and forth. Okay. Sounds good to me. Who wants to go first? Should we roll for it? <laughs> uh, we got dice. I had Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, I just. I, Oh, oh, but I got some. Yeah, I was gonna say I left all my dice downstairs, but I but I do have have a twenty sided die here. So you tell me <laughs> if you want odds or evens. All right, I'll do uh, evens. All right, seventeen. It's odds, baby. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. So my number one. It's not. It's not in any particular order. I just, uh, this is just games that for whatever reason I thought were important to talk about on this episode. Um, my number one game on my list is the very first Linux game I ever bought on Steam. <clears throat> so a lot of the first games I bought on Steam were Valve games, and they coincidentally became Linux native whenever Source was ported to Linux. Um, and so I didn't buy those natively as Linux games. And I'm not sure which came first, either this game or or Valve made that transition. I, I'm not sure. Um, Chicken but, or the egg. Right. So <laughs> the first game that I purchased because it was made for Linux and I wanted to support the publisher um, was Asura Vengeance Edition. Vengeance Edition, um, which I'm going to find it in uh, in Steam real quick. But I heard about this on a podcast. They were all excited that there was a company that had made a game released on on uh, Steam for Linux users. And I was excited about it also. And so I went and picked it up. I have 
barely played this game at all. I basically, even at the time, only bought it because of that reason. I wanted to support <laughs> a, nin- a Linux developer. Um, but it's a like a Diablo esque game. It's a it's a very simple version of Diablo. It's it's like it's like all the core mechanics of Diablo boiled down to just this, um, you know, just this small game. And uh, it's uh, you ju- it's really easy to jump into and play. It's got uh, you know, uh, kind of a simple system. Um, but it's also one of those games that's really addicting. And you can just you know, before you know it, you're like, oh, I'll play one more level. Oh, I'll play one more level. I could do this one really quick. And then <laughs> before you know it, it's like you sat down and played way longer than you intended. And the game's only nine ninety nine. So yeah, it's still it's still it's still a good still a good purchase. I think for ten bucks, I've played worse for ten bucks tell you that yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's uh the name of the publisher is ogre head studios ogre head studios what's your number one i'll try to look it up while you when you when you bring it up all right so basically what i did with my list was i just took the games that i had in my steam library and i just you know filtered it down to steam native games and this is my five slash six that um i picked so the first one was metro exodus and probably um definitely not my favorite game of all time but but from what games i have yeah it's definitely my favorite linux native game right now yeah no it's a it's a really good one it's one that i hear come up on a lot of lists um so i definitely think it was worth putting it on there yeah, it's like I like I say I'm mostly a triple A gamer. Like I just like the graphics, I like the realism. That's just how I am. I mean, it's not that I don't like games that are like, you know, kitty or or have different kind of graphics um shaders and stuff. That doesn't bother me. I like those games. It's just I don't know, there's something about the realism of of some of the games is just amazing like that you can like look the ground and just it just looks like you're literally there at the, at wherever this place is. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's great. It's currently 29.99. Um, and, uh, 4A games that was the developer. Yep. It was published by deep silver. Yep. Good choice. Very good choice. My number two. All right. So this is kind of a weird one. I don't know. Questioning, uh, whether this one's a good, good one to put on the list. <laughs> Um, my number two is, and it's because a lot of people play this and I don't think they realize that it is available for Linux. Um, but that is tabletop simulator. Um, (laughs) tabletop simulator is, it's a game where you can play tabletop games and card games in this like virtual uh, tabletop. I mean, it's exactly what the, the title of the game says. It's, <laughs> it simulates a tabletop game, um, and they have every board game you can think of. There's people that just make custom games for it. Actually, I have a friend that makes custom card games. Um, he's he's making a Star Trek and Star Wars card game based on the Ooh, rule set. Cool. Yeah, he basically took the Lord of the Rings uh, living card game. He took okay. those rules and those cards and he's adapting it to the universe of Star Wars <laughs> and Star Trek. And he's come up with these like elaborate missions and stuff. And he's working on another game that's like completely his IP. Um, and he's also, he's doing all this. It, it will only, well, I mean, maybe if he strikes it rich, he can get it printed or whatever. But 
for all we know, it'll only ever be available on on a tabletop simulator. But there's there's a lot of games and communities of people that just strictly use tabletop simulator. I know that there's card games that I actually own the physical game, but it's just easier for me to spin up, you know, without having <laughs> to make a mess in my house. It's yeah. just easier for me to spin up the game on tabletop yeah. simulator. Um, and, yep. and I think a lot of people don't realize that it's available, um, that it's available on Linux. And the way it works is it's nineteen ninety nine to buy the game. And then you have access to everything that is in what they call the workshop for free. And in the workshop is all the like user made and uh, unofficial and some official. There's a few instances of official versions of games um, on there. So you get a lot for that $20. Um, yeah, it, I mean that sounds like a great deal to me. I mean, you can't you can't beat that. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. It really is. It works out really good. Now, when you, I just have one question about this. When you get the games on there, the uh, card games or whatever tabletop right. games you buy, do you like download them to your computer and play them in the simulator, or is it like a, like a thing where it works with the server online and it gets the assets from there? You can do both. Like, you can do both. Okay. So you can join you can join some you can run a server, you can join somebody else's server, and you can also save a copy of somebody's game. So if if you're hosting a game of for example, there was a game called Arkham Horror, which is like a it's a card game. And there was a really good version of the game that everybody used and it was it kind of like became like the community like you know everybody in the Arkham Horror community which I've never really been a part of but I just know it from afar um they all used this one this one uh mod and then it just disappeared it, the people that huh. made the mod took it down for whatever reason I think there's rumor that they were asked to take it down because it was like too good you know like <laughs> people were like why would you ever buy the physical copy of the game when you can just play this um i don't know if that's true because i know there's other games by that same company that are on tabletop simulator and are just as good it could just be that the mod just didn't have time to do it anymore and he took it down but yeah for that reason people save copies of other people's uh games on their pc so that they can have a copy of it should something like that ever happen. That's cool. Matter of fact, I have a copy of that Arkham Horror mod because somebody I knew had saved a copy and then whenever it disappeared, he, you know, he gave me a copy of his copy and that whole. Yeah. Know, like a backup thing. for him. Yeah. <laughs> when his computer crashes, he just come to you and say, Hey, you got, the, you got that mod. I let you borrow. <laughs> All right. What's your number two? All right. So. I grappled with this one, but uh, I think Bioshock Infinite came in at my number two. Um, I just, I love the Bioshock series, and uh, the only reason I didn't include the other ones is because the other ones aren't native to Linux, except for the uh, remakes or whatever they're they're called. They're native to Linux, but the originals aren't. So I just um I just included Infinite because it was native Linux and it's the only one I have that's native Linux and it's yeah it's awesome I love I love Bioshock Infinite. Bioshock has broken my Steam. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I tried to pull up the store page, and it, because I had to do the age selector, it like freaked out. Um yeah I you know I've only ever played the first Bioshock. Yeah, like the the first two are like super creepy. Yeah, uh, like you're in this like underwater world and all this stuff, and and you got like these zombie type things that are coming at you, and then you got the big um, 
oh, I forget what they're called, like big daddies or something like that. The, yeah, yeah. The big, big monsters that big. have the screw, the screw for the one hand that can yeah. stab you and all that crap. And then, and then you got Bioshock Infinite, where you're in this like really vibrant and colorful world. I mean, it's really cool the the uh, shading they used um, and the textures for this world. I mean, um, it's it's really it's like a steampunk world kind of like that you're in yeah and um yeah um there's this woman that you're trying to help the whole game through and and you're kind of trying to figure out what her story is and why you're there and this whole kind of thing yeah um it's definitely one of my favorite uh one of my favorite games of all time probably I'd say Bioshock, the the series, I should say, not just this one in particular. I can't really pick one because they're all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I um, from what I played of the first one, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. It was actually, uh, I had it on Windows. I've never, I've never played any yeah. of these on Linux. That's where I played these first, and then I, and then I uh, got the uh, the Linux versions. Well, I don't have the Linux version of the other ones yet, but one day when it's on sale, I'll get the other ones. So, uh, yeah. So we're on the three, right? Yep. Number three. Um, my number three is a little bit of a joke entry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that sounds bad. Now it sounds like I'm, uh, it sounds like, but, but all right. But if you ever play the game or watch anybody play it, you'll know what I mean. Um, but this really represents this, the, the history of, trying to play MMOs on Linux and then the very few of them that were like designed for Linux. I mean, um, there was, um, Ragnum. What do we say? It was champions of Ragnum online. Yep. Uh, was one that was, it was, it was not popular at all, but Linux gamers knew it because if you did any Google searches for like world of Warcraft competitor on Linux or whatever, then you would, you would come <laughs> up with this game. Um, and uh, it was terrible. Um, it's it's <laughs> since been like sold and purchased by another company. I think it's like owned by a French company now. Um, I don't know that it's even the same game that it was. Um, but there was one that was a early Kickstarter game that um ever that it everybody. This is one of the first Kickstarters I remember people like really getting like behind and like and and just excited for it to come out. Um, and it happened to be also available on Linux on all platforms. Um, and that is shroud of the avatar. <laughs> and the, the reason I giggle is because if you ever watch this game played, it is just super cumbersome and it's, yeah, it looks kind of crazy. <laughs> it's notorious for, it's notorious for like crashing uh, because oh, no. the graphics and stuff. If you, if you, this game was, this game was, oh man, the release date's 2018, but that's because it was in like early access forever. It was in, it was, <laughs> it was in early access for such a long time. Um, and if you logged into this game and put it on full graphics, I don't care. I don't care what machine you're running it on. It will crash. <laughs> 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 it's not going to make it. Um, and, uh, but I've always had this really weird, so it's got mixed reviews and that's kind of like where I, like I've always had this like weird compel, like I'm compelled to play this game because partially because of the fact that it is just, it was just an early, like, man, we're going to make an MMO. We're going to be, we're going to be 
completely 100% available on <laughs> Linux. And, uh, <laughs> and so for that reason, like I've always kind of wanted to give it a shot and I've logged in and created a character a few times, but after, you know, it's not like, it's not like a normal MMO where like you pick up a quest and then, okay, here's what you do on this quest. Here's where you go. No, it's not one of those things. It's like one of these things where it's like you talk to somebody and you read the dialogue and they mention something going on in this mountain to the east. And so so you go to the mountain. Yeah. So so you quit talking huh. to that person and then you walk away from them and you're like, OK, where was it supposed to go again? What was that? What was the deal with that? <laughs> There's the like quest log. <laughs> it was like a lake in the west. Like what was I supposed to go? Like like yeah, it's so it's so it's so hardcore, man. Like it's like it's like really in depth. Wow, that's that's actually that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I I've know. never played a game that that's that like intense. Maybe <laughs> like you got to remember. I feel like we should play it. I feel like we should play. It. I think it's free to play. Um, I think yes, so. It looks like it is. It is. It's free to play. If if it's not, do not buy it. If it's free to play. <laughs> Definitely download it and give it a shot just to just to see what it's like. If you have to pay money for it, do not buy it. Yeah. So so this entry in my list is for Shroud of the Avatar, but it's also just representing the years of being an MMO gamer and trying to install things on Ubuntu and Fedora that just like <laughs> would never work. Um, and so I appreciate the fact that Shroud of the Avatar. I was going to say made it easy. I still don't know that they made it easy, but they made it available. <laughs> they tried. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your number three? All right. So number three, this is the one where I was debating between two and three. I wasn't sure which one to put this under, but number three for me, I decided was Borderlands 2. Now, this game, I really like this game. And, and one of the main reasons I really like this game is because my friend and I play it a lot and uh, what we used to and uh it kind of was like our time together since he moved away so that's that's really i mean i don't know it's it was it's just it's the different kind of game like it's like an rpg that's also a shooter which is like something i've never really experienced before this game well before borderlands but borderlands 2 is just a way better version of borderlands yeah <laughs> so I, but, I have uh, this game, but I've I've actually never played it past the like introduction. It's really good. Like the story is is really good in this game. Like if if you get a chance to actually sit down and like play and play through the, the story, it's really good. I did play the first Borderlands uh with some friends and and whenever you said that, uh whenever you were talking about you and your friend playing this game and that being kind of your memory of it, it made me think back to um, and I didn't put it in my list, although we did discuss it before the show, is uh, Left 4 Dead. I had a group of friends that I played Left 4 Dead with. We also played the first Borderlands together um, at, like, at like land parties. And so, right. you know, yep. not, like one person owned a copy of Borderlands and everybody else played the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, I think there's a lot of games like that, you know, for everybody, but... Uh, where your experience with the people you played the game with is like what is like the real value right. of the game for you. I mean, that's that's basically my only attraction to uh, to wow it is that you know it's because I had a time right. period in my life where like I had this connection to people that I played the game with, and that's really right. what made the experience for me. Um, and I think that that's something that modern games are not necessarily like. Like I think that's something that is not encouraged in in a lot of in a lot of newer games. I mean, yeah, 
there's a lot of online play, but it's like you're playing online with random people. There's not much reason yeah, to have like not, a group. Where yeah, it's yeah. not like like um like meaningful mm-hmm. as meaningful, I should say. Yeah, no, I remember uh like uh me and one particular person like we worked at Sonic together and it would be like the whole time you know I'd be flipping burgers and we'd be talking about man when I when we get off work we're going to run that dungeon tonight and like we're going to do this <laughs> and that you know like that just doesn't to yeah, me I don't that doesn't happen anymore yeah I not don't, that I not that I can remember hmm. <laughs> you you know what's funny is you know what's funny is games like Valheim might encourage that type of that type of thing yeah hmm. yeah definitely a game like Valheim could easily do that yeah 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 so maybe it's anyway anyway i'm going off on a philosophical gaming <laughs> tangent here we'll save it for another episode getting all emotional <laughs> uh number four is the next game um why don't you know what we're going to change up the order why don't you do number four because my number four is connected to yours so okay. why, don't, why don't you yep. do number four no, that's good. Uh, my number four would be um, Half-Life 2. Now, you mentioned um, Black Mesa last last time. Yes. And I Very would good. have to say that if I owned Black Mesa, that would be in this position because I think that that is much better than, than Half-Life 2. Like, I just, just the nostalgia of Half-Life, the original game, and then the graphics on top of it, plus what they've added, is way better than Half-Life 2 for me. But since I don't own that game, I just put this game in in its place, and Half-Life 2 is still really good. It's a really amazing game, and if you haven't played it, you definitely need to just go through it once. Yeah. yeah. Half-Life 2 is... I love Half-Life, and like you said, Black Mesa is amazing. Um, But Half-Life 2, and then Half-Life 2 Episode 1, Episode 2, these... Like those games for me was like what set me down the path of like, okay, I can switch from being a console gamer to a PC gamer because they yeah. were, they oh, were, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the first like really big story driven game that I played on PC because PC used to kind of be like, oh, if I want to play a story driven game, I'll play something by Capcom on PlayStation. If I want right. to play. Yep a fun like oh let's log into duke nukem and try to kill each other game that's what pc was for (laughs) (laughs) the half-life series was like the first like game where it was like oh no they can do story on pc as well you know like um and so yeah i i i love the half-life 2 universe i'm glad that we kind of got to see a little bit of it kind of resurrect with with half-life alex um i'm so close to spending a thousand dollars just because i want to play one game um <laughs> with but, the valve index <laughs> yeah i was looking at it too <laughs> oh man i was looking at it and i'm like i did not have that money and i will not have that money for a long time and the very first price drop on that thing i don't care if they take 20 dollars off i'm gonna buy that thing um <laughs> 998 <laughs> i got it <laughs> um but yeah i've always loved i've I just I I love Half Life Two. The first PC I ever built for myself, um, I didn't have a graphics card yet, and the only game I could play was Half Life Two until my graphics yep. card came in the mail. Um, <laughs> it's just such a great game, and and even today, you know, whenever I took the screenshot, I try to take all of our own screenshots for the thumbnails that I make for YouTube, and when I took that screenshot uh, for the Fedora episode, I logged into uh, Half Life: The Lost Coast, and um, you know, just using the the bolt gun 
and like you know just to try to get a screenshot like it just felt yep. so right like those games hit home so hard man yep. so good um and so my number four is connected and because you've never played it you're not even sure how it connects <laughs> I um, know. but it's connected it. <laughs> it's connected in universe <laughs> but also in uh it's a source engine game and i also just kind of thought we should since we both picked a source engine game for number four um to me, this slot kind of represents Counter-Strike, Left 4 Dead, Half-Life 2, you know, all of those games that are made on the Source Engine that are are completely Linux native um, and run run great, by the way. I mean, yeah. Source, source yeah. Engine... Never so, had a problem with any of them. Yeah, and, and that's such a... It's It's been... It's not only an old engine, but it's been Linux native for so long. Um, I mean, that's why Black Mesa runs... On I doubt I doubt the creators of Black Mesa are just like huge Linux heads. They just made their game on Source, and so it it happens to run on uh, Steam OS. Although they might because you know Steam yeah. OS, you know I don't know. Um, I don't know either. Yeah, but uh, my pick of those games is Portal. Um, I love Portal and Portal Two. Um, I I talked about it not too long ago, so I won't dive into it extremely you know, extremely deep. But the thing I love about the game is that on the surface level, it's a great game on the surface level. It's an awesome puzzle game. It's fun to watch people that have never played it, play it for the first time because it is such a trip to, you know, now you're thinking in portals, you know what I mean? Like, like it's such a trip to just (laughs) see how the puzzles work. Um, (laughs) but on, but even on a deep level, it's also a fantastic game. I mean, like there's like story woven in, and it's done in such a valve way where it's like show don't tell. Like there's never a point where someone looks at the screen and explains the plot of the game. They just drop clues throughout the entire thing and you put it together as you play it. And then uh portal two is like way more involved in the storytelling. I mean, there's like characters and it's more, you know, driven by the story. Um, more like half life. Yeah. Yeah. And then there is a connection, you know, like, I don't want to, it's been, it's been out for so long that there's not really a spoiler <laughs> warning, but just, you know, I just, but I never played it. No, I'm not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to reveal anything because there's nothing to reveal. They never followed up on it. They never gave us half-life three uh, or portal three, but there's a connection at the end of portal two where, it, well, there's a connection even in portal one, but there's always these hints of like, uh, is this is in the same universe? Yes. But how does it connect back to that story? And then there's like a kind of a big thing at the end of, uh, of portal two that like really kind of, no, no, there's a thing at the end of half-life two episode two that ties into something you find out in the middle of portal two. Uh, and, okay. and so there's a connection between both, both games and, um, you know, it just, it could be this ultimate payoff that one day they give us that next game. Maybe it's not Half-Life or Portal. It's something new that 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 connects would, both stories. You know what I mean? I know this this isn't going to happen, <laughs> but wouldn't it be amazing if when the Steam Deck releases, they like release the third <laughs> like Half-Life Portal? <laughs> I, I you know I almost feel like if I almost think that if the Index had hit as hard as the as the deck the Steam Deck will. Yeah, I almost think that's what they were looking for. Like, maybe, if, oh yeah, if the indexes were just flying off. Because Alex shelf. is definitely not Half Life Three or Portal Three or yeah. anything like that. It's, it's like it's a, something different from what I've seen of clips of it, and I have no idea. It could it could be a really short game, and it's it's not at all what I think it is. But from what I've seen of clips of it, it looks like another episode of Half Life yeah. Two. Um, that's what I've gotten from it too. 
That's, yeah. I've, yeah. I've never played it either. I just watched videos. And it's taking and place. It's like a prequel or it's like between two games yeah, or something. Yeah, yep. That's yeah. what it is. Yep. Um, but yeah, so yeah, everything on Source Engine, I, I'm a fan of, but I think the Portal and the Half-Life <laughs> games specifically are just Number so four good. for Bo. Everything on Source Engine. Everything on Source Engine. <laughs> 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 Even Gary's mod and all those. Yeah. Mod, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. All right. So uh, my number five is boring. Uh, <laughs> uh, our number fives are both things we've talked about on the show. But my yeah. number five is is Albion Online. Albion Online. We finally did it, boys. We finally <laughs> did it. We have a native MMO. Even if it's a PvP driven MMO, I will give it a chance and I'll waste time in it just because it installs natively. Not only does it install natively, it's available in Steam. They have a native Linux installer. It has a Arch user repository. Ooh. And and we just found out today it's in the pop shop. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally That's amazing though. It's literally a Linux native install game. It's it's in the and if it's in the pop shop, it must be in the Ubuntu store. I would have to think it. Oh yeah, it, it must, must be. be. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Albion Online. Battle for West North. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And how does that work? <laughs> it is a legit it is legitimately a good MMO. And it's it's available on it's available on everything. Like it's available on yeah. Android, Linux, Mac, Windows. I it's think like it's Skyrim. It's iPhone. available on a toaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's available <laughs> on every single thing. Um, it's uh, made in Unity, and it is a oh really? Uh, that's made in Unity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow, um, that's um, that's pretty impressive for Unity. Ninety-eight percent sure that's true. I'm, I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm almost one hundred percent. The only reason why I think, it, unless it changed, I know that when it was launched, that's what it was. Okay. okay. Um, and it has a really stylized like look to it, but it's one of these yeah. games where it's like all in the animation. Whenever you're in the world, it feels fluid. It feels real. Um, like I said, the only downside to it, but it's not really a downside. It's how the game was designed. It just you know, right. it just it just wasn't for me. But it is it is super PvP focused. That being said, there's still plenty to do, especially in the early stages of the game. You kind of grow out of it at, cert- at a certain point, but in the early stages of the game, there's plenty to do where you never have to interact with, you never even have to interact with another player, but definitely not in a uh, combat sort of way. And even even after you get higher up in level, it, it's still not, it's, it's not, you know, you're not, it's not all of a sudden Dota or something like you're, you're still playing right, yeah. a PVP okay. a, a PVE MMO that just also has this PVP element to it. Um, but yeah, the fact that it's like literally just like a native Linux install and it's in the pop store, like and it's free to play, which is that's, that's the best part about it. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. I, I, I jumped on Albion whenever it was still in the early adoption phases. Like I bought it. I think I didn't jump in on the Kickstarter, but I, I picked it up whenever that you still had to purchase the game. And, um, and so I've got like an OG character. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy that it's crazy that it's a Linux native game. That's, that's all I'm saying. Pre proton, just made for Linux. <laughs> Pre proton. That's what, that's how we judge things now. <laughs> Was it before proton? <laughs> uh, and what's, what is your number five? My number five is Valheim. <laughs> yep. So, I, I really, I really like this game. I, I don't play it a lot. I, yeah. just, I just don't have time. That's that's the thing. Like, if I had a lot of time to just play games, I'd probably play that game a lot. 
um maybe maybe even as much as metro exodus because it's kind of a game for me that i could just kind of relax in and just kind of like do my own thing build my house build this whatever yeah maybe i'll get to fighting the bosses or whatever eventually but i'm just gonna kind of do my own thing yeah and uh yeah it's 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 really fun i I like i really like that game i actually think playing i think I kind of think that my experience from it was kind of soiled a little bit by like, I was constantly thinking about like, okay, I've got to, I have to play it for the review. I have to play it. And I got to try to learn about it and I've got to, you know, try to do things in it. And so it kind of became a chore. I didn't really just let myself like, just do what I wanted to. Enjoy you know what it, I mean? Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think Valheim is, is a, another great game that it's just like, they just, you know, and they keep adding stuff to it. They just keep, adding it's like it's it's still in development and you know what the thing the thing is too about both albion and valheim is that if you listen to gaming podcasts like not linux gaming podcasts i i I listen to mmo podcasts that talk about albion and valheim the same podcast is talked about of of valheim and it's just a super popular like well received all around enjoyed positive reviewed game and the and the people reviewing it have no idea that there's this community of Linux gamers that, you know, are also interested in it because it's available, you know, like it's, uh, it's just a really good game. It's, it's, um, another good pick for sure. So there are some, there are some really good options out there. Um, even as the lines get more and more blurred because proton is getting better and better, um, yep. I think it's still important to support these people that are, you know, pushing for Linux availability even prior to Proton. So the the world is only getting better. It's it is only getting better. Yep. Um oh, I did want to do this too. You you mentioned in here um some bonus um some bonus entries. Yeah. Just just one for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I have it. Let me let me find it. All right, what is it? Um, it is Divinity Original Sin, the the original one, <laughs> not number two. The original. Oh, I only have the second one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, the reason why I I kind of gave this a bonus and I didn't add it in my list, um, in place of another game is because the native Linux version doesn't work right. It's very choppy. It's very. It's just not. It's it either doesn't work at all depending on the distro or it works very very badly. Yeah. Um but the Proton version works great. There's no problem with the Proton version at all. So uh, that's why I didn't include it because it's technically a Linux native game but I can't play it in Linux native mode. Yeah, you know, you told me you told me that you were having trouble getting it to run and I was like, "Well, I don't know why it runs fine for me, but I was thinking of <laughs> Divinity Original yep. Sin 2." Yes. Yep. Um which yep. that's which, the difference. Oh, and it's not Linux native. I'm running on Proton. Yep. Wow, I didn't even realize that. So Original Sin 2. <laughs> That's is... how good Proton has gotten. <laughs> you just don't even know you're playing on Proton. I didn't even know, yeah. <laughs> so Divinity Original Sin 2 is not native, but Original Sin is. Wow, that's pretty crazy. It might as well not be, though, If as far as I'm concerned. I've tried it on a lot of different distros, and it just doesn't mm, work. I see, I see. So if you're looking for a game like this that is Linux native, I talked about it last week, um, but that would be Pathfinder. Um, right, yep. Kingmaker. Yep. It it is, um, and it is the same style game. You're playing you're you're playing Dungeons and Dragons 3.5 versus whatever you know that game's so old it might be the same. I don't know. 
I don't know what Divinity Original Sin is. I don't know if it's 5e or, or, or older, but it is it is some version of Dungeons & Dragons. Um, and uh, that same company, it's not Linux native, but they also have the Baldur's Gate uh, release. Right, yep. But if we're looking at Linux specifics, I just wanted to point out some that I have in my library that I didn't put in the list just because I thought... You know, we kind of been talking about them a lot on the podcast, and I didn't want to like really like repeat it too much. But last last epoch, last epoch, I don't know how you say it. Uh, very good Linux native small studio game. Um, it currently is thirty four ninety nine. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna I'm lie. I'm still waiting for it to be on sale. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I think this is one you wait for to be on sale because it's it's an early access. It doesn't have all the features yet. Right. But it is very good. It it is it is very good. I think I think if you see it on sale for, you know, twenty twenty nine ninety nine maybe or, or twenty dollars, that's definitely that's a steal. Yeah, it, it would have to be at least twenty or less for me to just go and buy it. And not because it's a bad game or anything mm-hmm. like that, it's just I'm cheap. <laughs> yeah, and it and, and to me it doesn't feel right without having the multiplayer and um Oh, it doesn't have multiplayer yet. It's part of their roadmap. It's part of their roadmap, okay. but it's it's gotcha. not in yet. And I would say once that's in, then I think it probably is worth thirty five. So what what would this game more resemble then? It's it's like a Path of Exile, um, uh, Diablo style game. You're killing stuff okay. to get better gear. Just, to you're just in the world with no one, no other players. Like right, right. It has it's weird. People. It's weird because it has it has cross like game chat so you can see other people chatting but they're not actually in your instance of the game Hmm. yeah so it's so it's a (laughs) little right now it's kind of like in this in-between stage but that's that's because they are they're trying to they're trying to put it in um and uh that's that's a good game i think it's worth an honorable mention uh torchlight 2 another game worth an honorable mention it's been linux native for a while but uh, the thing about it is uh, I've heard from other people and I've experienced it myself that it uh, runs better on Proton. I've been having issues with the Linux native install. Um, hmm, I don't know. I think I thought I had more uh, thought I had more shout outs than that, but I think we covered them. Yeah. Black Mesa, of course, but I think we covered everything. Yep. There's a Torchlight 3. Interesting. Yeah. Is it out or I think it's uh um, I thought it was in development. Maybe. <clears throat> or actually, I thought they had lost. Uh, I don't know. We should research that one. Yeah, definitely. They were doing like a more MMO style thing. And then, then I think they lost the developer or something. Uh, or something. I don't know. It says mostly negative. <laughs> <laughs> and mixed. <laughs> I'd have to research it, but I remember hearing some news about that. Um, all right. I think this was a fun episode. And I got to get out of here. Yep. It's been real. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next week. Yep. See ya.